0: Welcome to our show, Queer Nundrum. I am your outstanding co-host, Holly L'Grestle.
1: And I am your other fabulous host, Gary M. Thorne Jr. <laughs> so today, Holly, we'll be talking about gender-affirming <clears throat> queer health care. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Holly will be talking about gender-affirming queer health and I will be talking right. about the Amazon Prime series, Loot.
0: Yeah, which is great because yeah. this episode's uh, loot and queer healthcare, which I'm like, yeah, yes, please.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, come on, we're you know, it's it's just the way it goes. So, so, but Holly, what's been up with you?
0: Um, uh, well, as you are somewhat aware, because I talked to you a little bit about it last week, we did not get together to record this podcast because we had a family emergency. Uh, six o'clock in the morning of the day we were going to record, my uh, mother-in-law just had something going on medically, and we could not in good conscience just ignore it. And so we, um, they had, so she had already called 911 and, and had medical services dispatched to the house just in time for us to wake up and realize that we had missed six phone calls and several text messages and her cries for help. And so we're already feel like, <laughs> we feel like shit. We're like, how do we miss this? Like, we thought we had that figured out. Should there ever be an emergency in the house? nothing. We heard nothing. The dogs alerted us to nothing. Our phones, all that. And we were still, Desiree and I were still sleeping in separate rooms because I had tested. um, I hadn't retested yet to see if I was still positive for COVID. And so that morning I was intending on testing. Anyway, turns out uh, very high blood pressure, vertigo, unknown why at at this point. EMTs come in super nice. Uh, the dogs, of course, want to be a part of the conversation because they're like, look, oh, there's no people.
1: Oh well, yeah. And,
0: oh, and sassy, oh my gosh. She was like, I'm gonna stay over here. And Stormy's like, yes. She's like, love on me. So she's trying to get attention from these ENTs or, or just they're just super sweet. And um after about 30 minutes or so of uh, just op- you know, taking blood pressures and testing and, and moving and checking things out, we we decided that the er is the best place to be right now because we don't know if this is like uh, could lead to a stroke because it was just a really high high level and otherwise a healthy human being like we had just been out the night before we had seen the cherry sister revival group play at a local pub and we were just having a blast and she knew all of the songs all of the obscure songs that i never heard of i'm sure i have but haven't and She's just at having a blast singing and beating on the table and, you know, one and a half glass of wine, tons of water is otherwise fine. So we are just like, man, this is out of nowhere. So uh, they spent, I say they, because <clears throat> I get to the ER and we get moved around a little bit because there's just not enough room and she's stable. She's otherwise fine. Uh, not feeling well. Um, could barely move her and uh, without vertigo kind of settling in. So I had, I left to go check on the dogs and I was like, I really am not feeling good myself. I'm going to take a COVID test. And I was positive within two minutes. And I was like, damn it. Like I had tested negative, like just four days before. And I, and I was my second test. I don't know why I want to do this, but I did. I wanted to take a second test. Yeah. If you're being
1: smart.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I had no symptoms those entire time, but I just started having a, like a tight chest. My chest was just kind of feeling a little tight. I was feeling exhausted. And I was like, well, it's probably because I woke up so damn early and it's been an emergency and your adrenaline and all that. So I took a COVID test and it, it went off within two minutes. So I tell my wife and she's like, yeah, I'll check with the nurses to see if you could come back. Because at this point I've had, I had COVID. I took the antiviral. I've tested I tested negative five days later. I've been symptom free for the last four days. This could just be the symptoms of the of the virus being shed from my body. And I just happened to find the one orifice where there was a registration of the the evidence of these these antibodies. Anyway.
1: How did you take it? I mean, my I god. Shoved it off my nose,
0: man. <laughs> <Snipping> <laughs>
1: Make, make sure to put it that way then because it's like, what, what, did you shove it up your butt or something the way I know. you made that sound? Hey, it's,
0: everything's an option these days. <laughs> so um, I hear nothing and I text, I hear nothing. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go back to the hospital because I was going to bring back a book for Des and a charger and whatever. So I was just going to drop these things off while I get there and I'm dropping these off and the nurse comes in. She's like, you tested positive for COVID? She goes, yeah. She goes, you need to leave right now. I was like. Well, that's kind of what I was hoping somebody would say, but nobody got back to me. And Des is like, I am so sorry. I'm not, I'm just barely, I'm like, you know what? That's fair. I'm just going to go. So I I ordered some breakfast to go and hung out at the house with the dogs until I got the call to come pick everybody up. And then all three of us are sleeping in different, you know, different rooms. Mom took over our room because we have a, a bed that lifts and it helps elevate her and, Bathroom's a little bit closer. Should she need to, you know, make the walk or anything like that? And so for three days, it was a little rough around the house. And then everybody's been fine. Like nothing Mm -hmm. happened. Everyone's testing negative. Everybody's fine. Blood pressures are fine. It's just that it, but it did scare the bejesus out of us. And we tested our phones. What happened is we had them in do not disturb mode at night. And the each one on the iphone each one of those do not disturb functions you know sleep work or whatever you have to set each individual one to who can access you it when that thing is turned on and we had mm-hmm. then set it for the sleep one we had set it for the do not disturb setting but we assumed it did it for all of the other ones there was but we missed that there was individual settings so we tested those out We'll have the Alexa system set up in all the rooms so that you can call from one Alexa to the other, um, and then we'll put out like a notice on the on the front front of the house on how to navigate the dogs. They're fine. They they wouldn't have done anything but to bark at them. But you don't know that as EMTs coming into a situation, you don't know what's happening. So there's some there's some learning opportunities there that we're grateful that we have a chance to fix. It's been crazy though
1: so is so is gretchen's uh, is her blood pressure under control now that that worries me when you told me that much yeah,
0: so was- yeah, i don't I don't follow her you know medical stuff too closely. I know that she's working closely with her medical provider, okay, um, and, and I know that she has a follow up appointment, and actually her provider, who wasn't working had a couple of days off, has been checking in and through her nurse. Um, and having the nurse follow up with Gretchen and and ask the questions and get them get these things all taken care of so I do know that her medical care has been on point and she's very happy and feels supported so I've kind of stepped back because I mean I'm not a medical expert I would just be yelling at medical experts so I don't need to add to it um, but she seems to be doing well and she's crafting like a fiend and kicking butt and running around getting stuff done and sassy as ever and so she seems to be back to herself and I yeah but yeah it was a little scary
1: I'm glad she's doing okay so have you and Desiree both now tested negative oh yeah
0: yeah yeah we took um you know five days later we we tested again and we were we were negative and it, except for the fire in the air that's caused our um asthmas and and our allergies to act up we've been fine which is you kind of hear it a little bit in my voice um it was pretty smoky yesterday and so and i was out in it all day so just a little little scratchy from the smoke in the air uh
1: so just asking one more question if you don't mind yeah. no no, um, no what's up how is your health doing? How's how's your wonderful journey with your trainer and everything going? How's um, how's that been?
0: Good. It's it's not where I would like it to be and that's always the case with our when we judge ourselves. We're like we want it to be here and it's not quite there. Um the training's going well. Uh, with covid I couldn't go to the gym, so I modified stuff around the house to still do the workouts and I was able to do um pretty much every single one of them. Like I didn't have like a, a an Olympic bar to do like push-ups or not push-ups but a bench bench press so I tied bands to um, one of those (laughs) one of those cube things you could put like an ottoman thing I put a band through that and then use that to kind of get the that range of motion and muscle and um, so I've been able to do that and the the, I meet with them once a week and that's been going pretty well Uh, the pain is it's it's still there and it's very frustrating and it's emotional because it's like just trying to do like what I feel is a very simple task is extremely challenging. It's not the example I'm going to give is not quite the example because it's hard to explain the circumstances, but it's like trying to put on your shoe while standing. I usually can just feed my foot, you know, my toes in and then put my foot down and put press down and get my, put the shoe on and that. On one side of my body, it's extremely challenging, and when I go to lift something on one side of my body and it's fine, and I can't on the other side, or I go to do a range of motion on one side and I can't on the other. Um, at the same time, I was able to do multiple range of motions and actions this last Saturday that I that have been a struggle, and I it's still a little bit, but it got it, there's there was evidence that it had gotten better. So to me, that's, that's for progress, even if it was just one more rep or just one more, you know, whatever, it's still something. And he's been very mindful about me not hurting myself and, you know, finding that, that point where this is where it's okay to be I'm very affirming with that. It's like, it's okay that you are not. That rugby player right now right now you are working on building your functional movement and the fact that you can lift that an inch or you can push that an inch or you can stand there for 20 seconds or you even did that for one second like that's that's a benchmark of what we can use for to measure success as we continue to grow and so he's been it's been humbling it's been challenging um I haven't lost any weight, which is frustrating, but I know that that's not the only mark of health. Um, I'm able to do more and, and function in my space more. So it's a mix, you know, it's challenging.
1: Well, I get that, but it sounds like saying it in it, that, trust me, I understand that frustration, but it sounds like you're doing better, which is good. I'm glad, I am glad to hear that. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. What's going on with you? How are you doing?
1: Uh, Doing well. I've had a couple. I've had several interviews in the last week for positions I want. Uh, Two of them I really want. The other one I'm pretty sure I would get or I will get. It's um, not the position I want, but I would take it. It's it's a position... um, in uh, Moscow at a private corporation. We'll just leave it at that for now. But so I'm sure that uh, I'm almost positive I'll get offered that position. But you know, just between you, me, and our all of our listeners, I probably if I get offered that position I, I would take it. But then I got offered another position I would call up and say, oh yeah, not never mind. <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> I haven't quite decided yet on that one. Um
0: okay.
1: I have uh, just because I've made sure not to talk to Holly on purpose. Uh, one I was I,
0: wondering, I, I I've, I've yeah. had a dream. I'll tell you about it in a minute. Uh,
1: well, I have I have decided, I was looking at maybe going into business, I've decided not to because I realized I just don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, oh, it, it's, I, I love the idea of the dream, but it's just a dream. I, I just, I, I don't have the energy or the want anymore because I realized the majority of the jobs I'm going for are away from that side of food service. So I I'm I'm not I'm not going in that direction anymore. So
0: okay.
1: let Desiree know to Tell her I'm sorry, but it's just no, it's not she needs something to listen,
0: I, she needs to listen to the podcast and find Well, there it. you go. And
1: she and she'll listen to it. She's <laughs> she's let me tell you what, she's a lot better than Dean. Dean has not listened to an episode and I can't tell you how long. I made him listen to an episode a month ago. And mm-hmm. he goes, Oh, I didn't know all that stuff. I go, Yeah, you need to listen to this damn thing I once in a little fucker. But you know, so I'm <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: like, what are you doing, man?
1: I uh, know so <clears throat> and part of it I get it. It's especially living in this area. I mean, most people you know, right, they listen to the podcast. I know that I do driving and I just, you know, mm-hmm. there you nobody there's not huge commutes in this area, so that makes it yeah, that makes it harder. So um I know that your wonderful your wonderful wife she listens to podcasts when she's on the treadmill. Which
0: mm-hmm.
1: when, when I don't have a treadmill anymore, but when I have had a treadmill in the past, I, I if I'm listening to anything, I want it to be music. So I yeah, I'm not good that's at, how I, I am too. I, yeah, yeah. So I'm not good at I can't pay attention to what I'm what I'm doing when I'm you know doing that you know that you know 5k that i'm winning the championship in i, I just can't do that I yeah need
0: you need the eye of the tiger kind of music just exactly yeah, exactly yeah. so
1: that's uh, I, I listen to I, uh,
0: podcasts when i garden or do dishes and you know just medial tasks but when i work out it's i gotta have the i gotta have the beats
1: exactly um or occasionally i will watch some old tv show that i've already watched but most time it's it's the music the beats keep you going kind of mm-hmm. thing but um, and then since moving, I actually, I got rid of my treadmill, so I don't even do that. You know, I, I go out for walks now. So we, when we moved, we got rid of a lot of, a lot of shit. And that was one of my, oh, don't, you know, it's one of the things I told Dean, if you can sell it, sell it. If not, we'll take it with us. And he sold it. So it was like, okay, there we go. Yeah, so there you like, go. Um, uh so yeah send out everybody send out really good vibes Uh, again i don't want to get into too many specifics but there is one job in particular that i really really want which i'm gonna guess holly will figure out which one that is just by yeah yeah so yeah
0: I'm,
1: um... i'm
0: sending out the good vibes for you yeah
1: yeah so uh and um you know, not against our listeners, but after the podcast, we can talk more about that stuff. but
0: yes. <laughs> like, yes.
1: So, um,
0: we have to keep some things a mystery.
1: Well, yes, yeah, so, you know. And once let let me tell you, all my dear listeners, once I find out for sure the job I have, that's yeah. for sure the one I'm going to keep. I will let people know because this has been really weird for me. I'm not the person. I mean, before all my travels, I'd been with WSU for fuck almost 15 years. I'm not good with moves, so this is. So that's and, yet, so, and yet,
0: since we had started this podcast, you moved how many times?
1: Well, really only, let's see, I moved because we are in Gunnison when we started. So I moved from Gunnison to Texas, from Texas to here. So really, only two times. I'm just saying, you know. But,
0: okay, <laughs> all
1: right. All uh, so right. I know you're trying to do there. So whatever, whatever. whatever. Uh, but other than that, I'm excited. Uh, I get to see my grandkids. I get them all day on... Monday because it's a holiday and my daughter Lily needs to work and she asked if I could watch them and I said yes. So um Dean and I are gonna spoil them rotten. Again, listeners, don't tell them this, but they might be getting they might be going out to breakfast that morning and they might possibly be getting ice cream several times a day. We'll see how it all goes. We'll see how it all goes. Yeah.
0: oh so, um, goodness if, if if your daughter listened to the podcast it would be dropping later today she'll she'll know but i doubt she, oh, does. she you
1: know what and i don't think she ever has but she'd be okay with it she's she gets it grandpas get to spoil she's their kids spoil so their it's kids. Just, that's, that's just not even a. so she's she's really good with that stuff i got it i gotta give her credit you know i also just have to say she is turning into an amazing mom i'm really impressed with And she's doing an amazing job. So I'm very impressed with that. Um, On that, I have to say that doing my DoorDash I've been doing um, in between until I get another job. um, I've noticed the interesting fact that the Moscow University of I students are much nicer and better tippers than the WSU students are i just want this to be known and you know that may- maybe the wsu students might want to learn from this that you know <laughs> <laughs> uh maybe not be quite so uh karen-ish in the way you do things
0: <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah. interesting it's
1: a uh, yeah There. uh i i'm assuming part of it is that the that in moscow where everybody just knows that people get paid less when they're in a tip uh, oriented job that may be it and that doesn't affect me honestly one way or the other but that might be it I don't know but I'm just gonna say that overall the the 85% of the the Moscow uh, University of Idaho students are just nicer when I'm delivering food to them than on the WSU site. Just throw yeah. it out there as something for everybody to think about. You know?
0: That's interesting, huh? It
1: is very interesting, so, okay. yeah.
0: Well, uh, hey, yeah. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I didn't want to- Oh, hear. no, I was just gonna say, <laughs> other
1: than that, I, I was wondering if you're ready to talk about some gender-affirming healthcare.
0: Uh, yeah, but I, I just realized something before we jump into that. Um, what? Desiree got the key, well, has had the keys to Greystone Grand Gallery, but it, everything, is officially out of the building, and oh, the wow.
1: motorcycle is all finally gone. Everything, really? everything's gone. <laughs> wow! Everything's okay. gone.
0: And now the mystery of what light switch goes to what starts, and so oh, yeah. if I'm still milit- figuring that out. Yeah, it, it, it. We'll get it figured out. The whole yeah. building is going to get a new electrical done anyway, because there's portions of it that are knob and tube, and portions that aren't. And
1: oh gosh! We need to okay.
0: isolate the different storefronts anyway, so. Um, the demo permit has, is, has been acquired so they could begin taking some of the stuff out. Again, it's not a huge demo. It's just some basic things that need to be taken out. And then we're waiting on the approval for the, you know, to put the things back in that we want to have in there. So this, the work has begun essentially is where we're at looking at a soft opening on October 6th. And then, um, the storefronts we're looking at having those storefronts ready by january if not sooner (laughs) and the apartment should be done right about that same time as well so things are progressing quite nicely there it's a little nerve nervey nerving nerving nerve anxious nerve wracking nerve wracking all the above all the emotions (laughs) because it's like we both have full-time jobs we both have you know these with my job i yes, it's a full-time job, but sometimes it's a little bit extra. And then you have this building that we need to get ready. And yes, we have contractors and uh, project manager and everybody who's working on it. And it's great. It's still a lot of decisions have to be made, lots of emails. And while we're at it, why not buy a new house and sell the house you're in now? Like, why not? Like we should just totally do that. So that's exactly what we're doing. We put an offer in on a house. Um, It was accepted. We're going through the financing, which normally isn't an issue, but because we just literally purchased a building, um, everybody wants to, everybody, the financial uh, uh, people that look at your papers, they want to know where the money's coming from and what, you know, what accounts they're in and all these high detail things. And it's like, we're not hiding anything here's our taxes like you can find we're not trumping it up over here we're not we're not like yeah, whirling anything away it's like we just happen to have the down payment and we happen to own a building um so and we have three incomes technically so it's not like it's just on our income not that that matters but because we literally just bought a building they there's a little bit of a delay in, ter- in, in terms of people just approving things and letting it go which i appreciate I and mean, there should be checks and balances to keep banks in check and not overextending like they did when they got bailed out when during the housing crisis mm-hmm. they should be smart but it's a little stressful because it's you know that means we're going to have a move it means we're going to be selling the house and you got to get it ready you, gotta get it you guys have to have
1: like. Tenfold stress always, don't you? Though is that how you well, f- seem to it, function best,
0: it is, right? And it's like, why? At the same time, like, I rather do the move now than in the winter time. And we are living on top of each other. We have organized ourselves so tightly that we just, just we just don't have a place to put things. Mm-hmm. Things with so much in, in boxes, and it's yes, yeah, sure, okay, we could get rid of books, but we really like our books. Yes, we could probably get rid of our arts. I know you understand this because you guys we required some of your your arts. Yeah, um, but we're not at that point where we want to get rid of our arts. We're not at that point where we want to get rid of our crafts, like airbrush gun and heat gun and and warbla and you know all these different things that we're doing. Like I'm already given and still doing giving away my car tools and. You know, because I used to work on cars. I don't want to work on cars anymore. So I'm getting rid of all that stuff. So those aren't projects I want to do anymore. But I want to still build bookcases and tables. And so I have, I just have a lot of things that I still find great joy in and I still make time for, but I just don't have a place for any of it. And then the same thing for Desiree and, and their mom. So we just need a little bit of extra space, especially since there's three of us. And we just, anyway.
1: So how close is it to the old house you guys lived in? I'm just curious. It's, I mean,
0: not, it's not as close as I like it, because I love my neighborhood.
1: No, I, love I, mean, my neighborhood. I mean size-wise. How close is it to? Oh, I mean, should you just kept that house now and then?
0: We, honestly, yes. <laughs> we didn't know at the time that uh, mother-in-law was going to, you know, be a full you know yeah and yeah all that. So we had already moved it. At the time, we had had that house on the market for a year and a half. Yeah. And then, of course, the COVID market, in fact, affected everything. Mm -hmm. So we and we probably could have sold it for way more than we actually ended up selling it for. uh, Just looking at what the price of the market is now. But, you know, you just you don't know. Yeah. And, And I really try not to sit in that space of. Uh, what should have, could have, would have. Oh yeah. Especially since that, so. I love those neighbors. We still go and visit and hang out and have barbecues and and check on each other. Like, oh, just,
1: but the good thing is you're farther away from Kevin, which is always good. You know, I'm just saying. Yeah,
0: yeah. So this house is even <laughs> further from Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is, good.
1: okay. That makes it Which is just bad. sad
0: because he and his family just absolutely adore our puppies. But we're moving closer to one of their daughters, so we're still okay. going to see him yeah, it's it, but it's on a new hill, which means I have to get to know a new new routes off the hill. Like I know every route to get up on this Hill.
1: Wait, what you mean? What you mean Pullman has hills?
0: Yes, um, I don't oh, know if wow. you know this, but okay. Pullman's like a four leaf <laughs> clover of hills, transected <laughs> by two highways for some reason. I don't know why. Um, yeah, yeah I'm moving to another hill.
1: Wow, what 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 a shocker! That- <laughs> I
0: know, I know. So it's um. Yeah. I mean it's smaller the house is a little bit smaller than, than the one that we sold, um, that you're referring to. Yeah. So I don't know, it's stressful. I don't I don't like moving. I just don't. I I don't I think oh. probably because as a as a child growing up with a single parent and the threat of always losing our home because how God forbid that you're on state assistance while your mom is still working three jobs and not not home to pick you up or or anything like that because they're busy working three jobs. But you know they could you could lose your home, might have something to do with it.
1: <laughs> it's growing up. I realize um, at one point I counted, <laughs> and from the time that I can remember until graduating high school, we moved. I want to say it was a. Th- we finally figured out my brother and I. We moved twenty one times in that time frame, <laughs> so I get that. So it's I,
0: that's
1: so a that's, lot. Oh, yeah. It, yeah. So
0: we only moved like twice. Oh, there was man. always the people who ran the the apartment complex or whatever. They would come around. It's like, listen, you are your your rent is subsidized by the state, and I could kick you out anytime I feel like it. Mm-hmm. you know and the same thing they would say that to the kids it's like what like thanks for that anyway i'm sure it has something to do with that i'm i haven't quite figured it out but i'll i know it'll be fine and i know that we have you know what we need to be safe if, we, if that's the case you know
1: yeah well yeah and you're doing
0: something in such a better place yeah anyway before,
1: we in, before you get into you talk about healthcare, there's one thing i forgot
0: to mention oh yeah
1: um it's not near <laughs> What your level but i forgot that i actually have and it's not where i'm sure hollywood it right now but i've actually uh i'm gonna be in a production at uh the local theater company in moscow i i accepted a, a part in in a play that'll be coming up in in at the beginning of november and i'm going to be playing renfield in, in a play so i'm really excited well, about
0: that's that. awesome so, wait why would i have a problem with that
1: oh just you know because i i not, just more the fact because i at the moment it's not with the with your local theater group oh. I, I went with the one that was on my side of the
0: yeah the border. absolutely so, i oh, all yeah. theater is great you know yeah. and yes sure everything has its drama of some kind but oh, yeah. you know the fact that you're in you love theater so much and i i am glad to hear that you are you're doing something i don't care where it's at you know
1: and so oh. I, I get to chew the scenery up with it with a wonderful role, so I'm excited about that. So that's
0: awesome. Yeah. Well, we'll have you have to send the the show date so I could come out and in support.
1: Oh, uh, trust me, I will. We'll be talking more about it on this podcast, and okay, I may good. talk about it on Twitter once or twice with my
0: 70, I have Followers. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Well, congrats, my friend. I I Thank look you. forward to to seeing that. I promise
1: we we can get into your topic now, which is a very important topic.
0: Are you sure? I don't want to. You you think so? Yeah.
1: I think so. so. We'll see how it
0: goes. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So um, as Gary already said, we're going to, I'm going to be jumping into um, a discussion around gender, gender affirming care. And this is, this is coming up more and more as we see legislation being pushed out on the state level. Uh, throughout the united states um about gender affirming care is is abusive is abusive right And you, in some states you can report people for abusing their child and i think texas is one of the big ones that's in the in the news right now about oh how. yeah um and, and their and the citizens are fighting back saying well that law wasn't that law wasn't passed following the the process and they're like wow we just modified an existing law and we did we did follow the law because we did that and there's and so and there's this back and forth back and forth about whether or not you know we should report and charge these people and then you have Marjorie Green the Grinch no no the Grinch ends up being a cool dude an asshole anyway she's an asshole um saying that there should be a felony charge against these parents for and, and and the care providers and so we're seeing a lot of things in the in regards to mental health and the timing of uh, mental health and, and just medical care in general um affecting in our community. And so I wanted to talk about that and the and, and its impact on gender affirming care. And then I'll get into a little bit just briefly about some of the pros and cons of what that means in gender affirming care and and to compare that to what we see in, in healthcare in general. But first let's talk about what is it, what do we what do we mean when we say gender-affirming care, well, it is a, 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 the idea of it, right, done correctly, the idea of it is a patient-centered uh, care, right? And so it's it's patient-centered and it treats the individual holistically and it aligns them, aligns the individual uh, outward and physical traits with their gender identity. So <clears throat> we're finding gender dysphoria, which people for the longest time didn't know that's what it was called. And so now we have an understanding of what, it, what it's called and what are those air quotes symptoms? Like, what do we, what do we, what are we saying? You know, is dysphoria? What does that mean? What does that look like? And now we have more evidence base and more conversations around it. So we're seeing a lot more evidence in the last 10 years of people seeking out these cares. We're also are seeing more people going into the medical field with that training And so we're seeing more people getting that care and and people. So some people just, you probably heard it. They're like, well, it's, it's a fad and everybody's just, you know, they're, they're, they're mentally ill and they're, and they're, we're just giving them an excuse to, to do whatever that's, it's, it's actually self-harm or whatever you want to bullshit. You want to call it, it's just like everything else in our society where we have an understanding we have built knowledge around it we've asked questions we applied the scientific method to it and we have built we have built something around that so it's not like this just came out of nowhere it's always existed we just now have a different environment where those individuals exist and different communication tools that that those individuals exist right because our our world is more connected because of internet because of that social media because of the World Wide Web, which I know I said internet, but just think about that, right? We're connected to the world. Uh, we're impacted. There's no boundaries really. We wanna pretend that there are, but there they really isn't, like we're all connected. And so knowledge and information is shared throughout the world a lot quicker. And so people who might feel that gender dysphoria or have better resources and support. So what are some examples of gender affirming care? It could be speech therapy to help match the vocalization of the characteristic or pitch or phrasing of patterns that an individual identifies with in, in terms of their, their gender identity. It could be hair removal. It could be laser laser treatment or waxing and for, for that hair removal. It could be uh, breast binding and or padding. It could be uh, genitalia tunky, tucking. It could be padding of the lips or the buttocks. Now, these are these are extreme, right? These are all not extreme. These are on a spectrum, right? Not everybody when they say, okay, I, you know, this is, this is who I am and I want to seek treatment. This isn't like a punch list. That's the same for everybody. I want to remind people that this is on a holistic individual patient centered. So some people who identify as female don't want to have breasts, but they identify as female, right? Or some people do. So it's, it's, it is patient-centered. So keep that in mind and, and don't pigeonhole yourself into thinking it's either black or white. I, I, I know it's easy to do that because that's what we do as a species. Um, <clears throat> Gender-affirming care, uh, defined by the World Health Organization, it encompasses a range of social, psychological behavior and medical interventions that are designed to support and affirm the individual's gender identity, especially, excuse me, not especially, but just in general to help transgender individual to align with aspects of their lives that is emotional or interpersonal or biological. Um, And even the American Psychiatric Association, which is a a governing body uh, uh, for mental health care, Um, They have identified that that this is a, that gender identity is a continuum. It is not a, again, that black and white. It's not you are female or you are male and therefore you're a transgender individual and you're going to be pigeonholed into that black or that white. It is a spectrum. It is a continuum that includes a combination and a fluidity to it. Which I appreciate that we have advanced our understanding in this in the field of psychiatry as well as our medical uh, understanding of how we can care for ourselves, and it really should be patient centered. And the idea that it it can't uh, that people still hold on to that idea that it's not patient centered just irks me a little bit. Anyway, so one of the things that I wanted to to kind of talk about. For individuals who might not have loved ones directly in their life, who are maybe experiencing some form of gender dysphoria, the question that comes up is how do you affirm somebody's gender? Like, What are some of the best practices? One of them is using the word updated in the place of preferred when when referring to somebody's identity, right? and saying well they prefer to go by female they prefer to be this versus updated now is it wrong or right i don't know these are these are things again that we're evolving as a society i like it personally when we say yeah it's updated you know we you know i i had somebody come up to me in a coffee shop yesterday and was like uh this is my this is my son who identifies as a female now and they and they and his pronouns are they, them. And it's like, wow, you're so close, <laughs> but still so wrong. And they're, and you can just see their their child who's standing behind them is just melts away in embarrassment. Like, I can't believe this just happened, in, not only in public, but to these people that I know who have known me as, it just was not how they wanted to be introduced. And it's like, I just want to wrap that mom up in a hug and just be like, you're trying, I get it. She's trying to be affirming. But we missed that mark a little bit. Um, instead of using their pronouns or pronouns, same preferred pronouns. Um, so that preferred, you know, that that helps the the individual who might not be in the know update their own language by 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 us who want to be supportive and affirming. because can say preferred pronouns. So I ask people, do you have a preferred pronouns? Mine are she, she, her and if they don't want to answer that that's totally fine i respect that Um, don't assume gender or pronouns we have other words in our language they them it, those are terms that have existed in our language for years long before we were having these these big social discussions so they them is still a a a sentence that you can use that does not if put out some sort of assumption of a gender or pronoun so you, For me i'd rather just go with them anyhow because why not um so those are just a couple of things that i i found that i thought were were helpful in affirming people's identity i don't i'd be curious to know uh gary's input on that um and while we're talking i just got a news update from cnn that um patient what is it the language we use around pregnancy and abortion is changing and it's and it's a whole article about how their gender about gender affirming language around unborn children, and and yeah, I just thought I haven't I literally have not had a chance to read it because it literally just popped up. But that's the name of the article. It just dropped uh, on September fourth on CNN, and I'm I look forward to reading that when we're done here. So anyway, I mean that was random, but also
1: i'm sorry holly i was i i was sorry answering my daughter on a question my grandson is sick right now so i had to help with that but what what were you asking my opinion on
0: oh just you know if you had any anything you'd like to add on the conversation around how do you affirm someone's uh, gender oh. and so the couple of examples that i had come up with is using the word updated in place of preferred when referring to someone's transition or using pronouns. Uh, yeah, I, I misstated this actually, using pronouns in place of preferred pronouns, right? Because saying preferred pronouns sounds like it's, an, it's open to interpretations and it's like, no, their pronouns are. So it's more of a statement of fact and it helps people who don't have that knowledge built in already affirm it in their head. Like, oh, this is... This is this thing, um, not assuming gender or assuming pronouns. And I talked a little bit about they, them, uh, just using the word they, them. Oh, yeah. it's, been, it's been in our language for you know eons, it feels like, um, and how it's still a, a structurally sen- a structurally appropriate sentence. And um, the one I didn't mention, I'll mention now, is that you, by introducing yourself, like, hi, I'm in the US Valley Graystone. my pronouns are she, her you open that potential door for the individual to do the same thing. And I don't expect people to do that, but I, I do find that that does help the conversation should it, you know, should it be an option. And then I was curious about, you know, if there was anything that you were thinking of and that's kind of where we left off.
1: Well, really honestly, you covered really well. The the big, honestly, the big thing is don't force it. Don't ever, you know, uh, it's, of course, you should always announce, you know, for me, my 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 pronouns are he, him, and his. Let people know that when you're talking to them or in a group setting, never, never force the issue. Never say, and what are yours? You, that's just a big thing. Unless they tell you it's none of your fucking business really is what it gets down to.
0: It really um, isn't. <laughs>
1: Um, and I actually, you got, and I, I agree with you on the mom. Um, boy, that was a good try. I mean, you got to give them, you know, they, they hit a triple, it's not a home run. They really yeah, tried, you know, they, they really, really tried. did. And so you got to, you know, and I, I, I feel, I feel for the child in this situation, the, the young adult, but I, you, you got to give it to the parent for trying they, they mm-hmm. are. They're so trying. And that's just a big thing is that, and the other big thing is for those who misuse a, uh, somebody's pronoun just apologize and don't make a big deal about it. Don't go oh my god i'm so sorry i know better than that i can't believe i did that just yeah, say it's just, just oh i'm sorry yeah sorry i know your pronouns are
0: yeah and don't um, and don't make the excuse yeah. of like oh it's just gonna take me a while to get to get there because it's I've always known you as mister or or this or whatever. That's the worst thing you can say. Oh my God. Like just,
1: just Just shut shut the fuck up. And I, you
0: know, I say that and I did that early on. I mean, it's been years now, but I still did it because I thought that's what you were supposed to do. And now I've been educated by members of our community. They're like, no, just shut the fuck up. We recognize, like most of us recognize it was a slip up and all you have to do is say, my apologies, they, them. Or my apologies, she her, or whatever, right? Whatever like, it is. Whatever it is, apologize yeah. and move on. But the you hang out in there. And for and for those individuals that hang out in there, it's a part of it, it comes from a place of shame. Like you are ashamed that you made that mistake, because you your intent is not to cause harm, but you did, and now you feel ashamed. And are and we instinctually want to do that. But when you have somebody in your life who get tells you, hey, it's okay, you made a mistake, just say sorry and move on. And, as soon as I got that, that message was received, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I would I would have said the same thing to somebody else if they kept apologizing to me about yeah. whatever, you know, so the context shifted for me. And so I was able to move myself from a place of shame of like i'm I'm learning, I'm a human, I'm gonna make mistakes, but my love and intention is is positive, and that's that's where it's coming from. And most people who have found their true identity, recognize that there are human errors that are just going to happen. And that's not always the case. And And that goes with the, when I mentioned at the beginning of this discussion that there are, there are cases where gender affirming care can be harmful. And that is largely in places where one, the medical providers are not trained they're not supported, they're short-staffed, they live in a community that is anti-transgender care and so they hear that language and, and are told to be, you know, this is how you do it And or more likely what happens is that you have short staff, very little training, very little time for patient care to begin with and you're receiving the message of the best way to treat just gender dysphoria is to just pump out that gender affirming care, no matter what. That doesn't mean have to be don't even focus on the depression, the suicidal ideation, uh, or any other factors that are going on in that individual's life. Just straight up focus on this one thing. That is a problem because there are other we are we have to be treated holistically. We are not just one. we are not going through just one thing in our life. There's other things that are going on that need to have that continue, that continued care. And that includes, depending on the age of your child or the age of the individual, um, having support for the parent. You know, a child who is 12 probably shouldn't have breast implants because they likely wouldn't have them to begin with if they, had, if they were born with breasts to begin with. Like, there's a developmental thing that goes with that. The parents don't need to go out and find breast implants for their kids but we can look at other ways to healthily support the family and the individual and be affirming but also looking at other factors that are going on and we have we do have cases in in the UK and in the United States where we are seeing jurisdictions or cities that are severely understaffed and they are just trying to their best albeit not the greatest to just pump out gender affirming care without really looking at the the holistic. In places like Washington State, there's a lot more support. There's a lot more training and education. California. California is huge. Thank you. California is big. And right now, California is actually getting uh, a lot of slack, uh, slap in the face or whatever you want to call it from other states because they are affirming. And they have a lot more resources and training and, again, experience around that. And it's, and it's more holistic because they are looking at Okay. We here we have an individual who has gender dysphoria. You know, what is that? What does that look like? Okay. They, here's the process. Yep. Okay. They, they identify as, as, as male 100%. We've checked that. We checked that box. We know that that is a healthy decision. That is something they identify with. We still have a history of suicidal ideation or suicide attempts. That's another thing we're going to, we have to have a conversation about and help that individual through because Maybe it's related. Maybe it's not. And so they are, California, Washington State, there's a couple other states I'm not thinking of at the moment, um, that look at that whole holistic treatment. So are we perfect in this area? No. Is it being drastically dismantled by states throughout, throughout the country? Yes. Is that going to have an impact? Yes. Are they going to find Um, evidence to support their case to continue to dismantle gender affirming care of course if you look for it you're going to find it but you're also going to find it in these areas that do not have the resources to support the sheer number of people that are seeking that care and therefore they're going to go to other states to find that care if they can't afford it
1: can i add one thing in there too that um you kind of touched on but is that and i've very comfortable mentioned this that one, one of the people on Twitter named Chris, who's one of our listeners, he is going through this issue right now where he, and he lives in uh, California. No problem, has a doctor lined up, everything set to do, you know, when when he wants to go through the next step, he's got everything set up. His issue is he's trying to find a place to stay afterwards for the care. He lives with his parents still. And uh, he's almost 30, but still lives his parents but knows they doesn't want to be there for the healing process because how they aren't very supportive. Mm. So, you know, that's another dimension that we have mm. to remember that mm. even in where we have the, the, the States, the communities that are really are into the health affirming care and helping with all that. We still don't have in, in that area. In we still the have home. The, yeah. And yeah, the home that we still have to make sure that that's being taken care of because that's where the majority, if I'm, you know,
0: yeah, the healing happens. There is so much more to healthcare than you know. I, I know I'm, I'm going to parse that out just a little bit and go broad. Is that healthcare is not just what your doctor or your nurse is providing; it's also what your community is providing, includes your family and your friends, your school, and all that. It all, it all is connected we're connected through our communities and different from different avenues and you know in the case of our friend they don't they have the care they have in terms of like on the medical side but they don't have it on the at the home side and we do see a lot of that and and some people have that and and, but don't have the medical or they have they don't have that they have the medical but they have it at school it's you know so it's it's so much more than just one thing. And I think people get hung up on that in, on, in these states that are, you know, oh, we got to, this is abuse. They're abusing our kids. I, I think some of those people truly believe that they're doing something they feel is, is right. They're trying to protect in their minds. They believe what they're doing is, is for the safety of these and well beings of these individuals because they don't have all the facts. They are only looking at a small section of this through a very limited field of understanding and they're wrong. And how do you update them? You hope that they listen to a podcast like this or read a book or connect to people who actually live in this community and have gone through these experiences to educate them. And yes, you're going to find some that don't, weren't the greatest example, but those are examples we should learn from and we should still support and love those people. Um, how do we how do we get through this? I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's a good question right now.
0: <laughs> you know, patience. You want to be patient, but at the same time, you have one side of the conversation that's beating their drum louder and and just acting the fool and doing stuff and saying, oh, well, we didn't, we didn't show up to, to the riot. It, and it's like, it was a peaceful protest. It's not a riot. It became a riot when you showed up and started damaging buildings. Like, you know, it's like, we have these extreme groups that are 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 intertwined in the bigger story and how do you how do how do we navigate around that how do we advocate for our community when you have all these other elements you feel and in a lot of ways are attacking i don't know i don't know the answer i'm curious to know what our listeners think um yeah
1: send us an email on that we would love to get an email from you. Did I mention an email? It would be wonderful to hear your, your thoughts. You know, I don't think you did it.
0: mention email. Gary, did you mention an email and I missed that email? Uh,
1: oh, maybe yeah. we should mention that it's queernundrum at queernundrum.com Please
0: yeah, send us an yeah. email
1: on this on your thoughts on this, please.
0: <laughs> All right. We, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, we, let's move on to the Amazon Prime loot.
1: Okay, and um, So, uh, yeah, uh, I want to talk about Loot, or my personal title for this is Woke. It is a wonderful new comedy from the writers Alan Young and Matt Hubert. They were both involved with the series Parks and Rec. While Loot isn't quite as sweet as Parks and Rec, it is in the same vein. The series is available on Apple Plus TV and is about a woman, Maya Rudolph, who is married to a Bill Gates-type character. So she is rich, but what happens when she finds out her husband is having an an affair? Well, they divorce, and all of a sudden, she is the third wealthiest woman in the United States. What does she do next? If you're Molly Novak, played wonderfully, as mentioned, by the talented Maya Rudolph, you reinvent yourself through a charitable organization that you've just recently found out that you're in charge of. She does this with the help of her assistant Nicholas played by Joel Kim Booster. While Nicholas likes the life of parties and privilege, Molly wants more. We the audience to watch Molly and because of Molly, Nicholas grow through the first season by helping out with her charity. Well, why I personally call this series woke is because Molly's assistant Nicholas is gay, but it isn't hit you over the head revelation. It's just a fact. The other character where this happens with is uh, Sofia, played by Michaela J. Rodriguez, probably best known for the series Pose, where she played Bianca Rodriguez. Hmm. Sophia is a three-dimensional character, um, sorry, is a three-dimensional character that isn't talked about, but it is assumed she is transgendered. At least that is an assumption I have made. What is so refreshing about the character Sophia is that she is a three dimensional person. She can be selfish, sweet, scary, direct, and is dating two men who are both obviously crazy about her. So she, I'm assuming again, has a sex life, which is never brought up. Oh, and by the way, she is the boss of the organization and there's no doubt she is a boss. Mm -hmm. And again, let me stipulate, Her sex is never brought up, not once. You just know she is a boss and everyone, including Molly, listens to her. Through the season's first 10 episodes, you learn a lot about Molly and why she has gotten to where she is in life. You also get to meet Arthur, played by Nat Faxon, who is a financial guy at the charity. A very sweet man who is probably the nicest of these characters, and that is saying a lot. This'll this'll be the will they or won't they couple of the series. Of course, you're hoping they finally end up together because they are obviously very attracted to each other and comfortable with each other. Nicholas is by far my favorite character from the first season. I personally think that he has the most organic growth of all the characters. You find out his dreams and what he really (laughs) wants to do in life. And so many, as so many systems go, he really wants to be an actor which works for this character, where sometimes it doesn't, it feels wedged in, here it works well. Mm-hmm. The most unlikely friendship between Nick- is between Nicholas and the tech guy, Howard, played by Ron, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, Funches. Howard, who is Molly's cousin and straight, develops a relationship with Nicholas. Even though in the beginning, Nicholas wants nothing to do with the do-gooders. Howard has no problem telling Nicholas he is a hot man and he can get anything he wants if he would just try. Why this friendship is so revolutionary is that Howard never once clarifies that he is straight when giving Nicholas compliments. And never once do you get the impression that Howard, or for that matter, Nicholas, has some hidden attraction to each other. It's just obviously a nice friendship. You know what I mean, Holly, Mm -hmm. by when you say that Oh God, if I if I was gay, I would, I, I would be so into you. Never that he just says, you're a you're a hot guy. Mm-hmm. Go for it. You know, mm-hmm. I love that about the characters. In the first season, there are two other characters that are really getting development, which are Rhonda and Ainsley. But knowing that the series has already been renewed for another season, I feel that we will get to know these two characters also. If you didn't get from my review, watch loot. It's especially good to watch right now with all the shit going on in our country. It makes you realize there are people out there who actually care about each other and don't give a crap what color, sex, orientation they are. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's my review for Loot. Nice. Watch it. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, uh, when when trying to look up, uh, just, you know, look at the title of the show, you type in Apple TV Loot and you get everything from like the Loot in your Amazon cart. Uh, like loot as in like just every (laughs) definition of loot but not the show but if you type in maya rudolph loot, maya Maya, excuse me maya uh rudolph loot you will find it and have no problem you'll find the graphics and the imbd and the youtube all of it so uh once i figured that out i was able to follow the different actors because i was curious about who the other actors that were in the in the production because i haven't seen the show um
1: do you have Apple TV? I can't remember. I do,
0: yeah. Okay. I, at least I'm fairly certain. Yes, I Yes, I do, I think. And I can say, yeah, we don't 95%. get any
1: kind of... Yeah, we, we don't get any endorsements from Apple TV. This is just purely me loving the show. It's yeah, a sweet yeah, 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 show. Yeah. But if
0: Apple TV is listening, gonna not... Us, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> <But> yeah, <laughs> as long as wanted... we keep our own creative uh, narratives, I'm, I'm good with that.
1: Hell, uh, I'm willing to sell out if they want to pay for you know, us to do it. I'll sell out.
0: Oh no, I'll, I'll sell out. But I'm not no, going to no, no sell out what. on my beliefs and my principles. And it depends
1: on how much they're willing to give us. You know, I mean, I'm willing to sell out an amazing amount. Okay, I've seen that we to need
0: to redo this. our operational agreement. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: actually, what I what I love about uh, Apple TV is that, really, honestly, again, I, I'm they, they we don't get paid for anything with them. Or, you know in no way affiliated with them they really do a very good job of queer representation of people of color representation that's another thing I didn't mention about Loot. there are uh, in the series different different colors different religious tones which I didn't even bring up because it's just it's such a non-issue you don't even think to bring it up
0: well it's, um, it shouldn't be an issue period yeah
1: it's not and so it's and that's what's it is so refreshing about about the show is that it's just none of this is it's none of this is hit over your head shit hey, oh look I'm gay or oh look I'm transgender none of this is mentioned it's just it is
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you you there's it's just not none, none of it's ever mentioned I <laughs> love that about this show and I love that about a lot of what Apple does is they just it's not ever it's just not ever an issue but anyway all
0: right
1: anyway so right on. so. I think our I think that means we're mm-hmm. we're done. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We
0: covered we covered a lot in this particular show. I know. I still dig the title, um, "Loot and Queer Affirming Care." Um, oh yeah. So I'm like God. That it has a good rhythm. Way. Yeah, it does. <laughs> so thank you for that, Gary. Usually, yeah, I no I problem come up with it, and you provided me with a great one so um yeah connect with us on our social media account it'll be uh our accounts excuse me they'll be at the end of our show here listed for you um i know gary has their personal account that they do a lot of engagement on i've never quite figured out the twitterverse mostly because by the time i I wanted to care about it trump was doing some garbage and shitting all over it and i've just lost interest but I run on that Instagram. So if you want to connect, please do. I've I've had wonderful conversations from members of our community. Um, in fact, Gary and I need to have a, a business meeting because we have some things to follow up on, but because we've been sick traveling, starting a new job, we just haven't actually sat down to have a business meeting. But We'll get there. And even yeah. on
1: the note is, uh, we should be getting the blog updated, soon and thinking. So we need to yeah. get together for Holly to show me how to do the blog stuff. So
0: yeah, yeah, look, I good. know,
1: I, yeah, there's been blogs. I've given a blog or two. We just need to get them up and just yep. Holly needs to show me how to do that so I can yep. do it. Yep.
0: Yep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times, good times. Hey, thank you so much for joining us today on our wonderful show, Quaundrome. Until next time. Be well.
1: And be queer, you wonderful fuckers.
0: (laughs) Thank you for connecting with us on this week's Conundrum.
1: Connect with us on Facebook. Instagram. Twitter.
0: At Conundrum Podcast. And
1: email us at queernundrum at queernundrum.com.
0: And please rate and review us on iTunes. Until then, peace and be well.
1: And be queer.